0: she says, so, but no, man, that, the hunger, and the love, and the passion, and the desire that you have for God's presence is what really attracted me to this house, I said this, but I'll say it now, like, anything that's spoken after the day of Pentecost, right, whenever Holy Spirit fell, right after that, Peter preaches, and you got to really listen to what he has to say, because the church was built on it, and he preached Christ, he preached presence, and he preached passion. And I believe any church out there should always seek Jesus in a revelation of Jesus, should always desire to be caught up in the precious presence of God, and should always be stirred by God to have a passion for others. And I believe this church displays a revelation of Jesus very well. You seek the presence of God, and it shows. And there's amazing things that have been developed out of you hungering for the presence of God. And your compassion for God and for others is contagious as well. And I didn't want to just partner with you guys. We didn't want to just partner with you guys because we're like-minded. We didn't want to just run a race that's already been running, you know, being ran. You know, We wanted to actually connect and partner with a ministry with a house, and it's you guys that are setting a pace that we need to catch up with. And a revelation of Jesus' presence and passion. So I'm not just joining today and coming under your covering because I feel like all oh, you guys are so like-minded, and we are, but yet you guys are contending and have been contending for things that are making me jealous for it. And I'm actually surrounding myself with you guys and partnering with you guys. Not just because we're doing all of these things the same. I'm actually partnering with you because I know that you're doing something better than me. And that's what a spiritual covering is about, right? And I just feel like I'm partnering with you guys because you're doing something better than me. And you're making, like you're stirring and provoking something in me. And I haven't been provoked for a while in a body of Christ. And I have been provoked in a good way. If it's hanging out with Manny and there's a reason why I'm provoked with it. No, just. <laughs> <laughs> I call him a short stack. But anyways, um, Manny, you know, if it be with you, Pastor Doug, or you, Mama Cindy, or Rifle, or is anyone, man. Where is he? There he is, you know. Just, I've been provoked, not just confirmed. And, and. And so it's like I, I wasn't just affirmed and confirmed in where I was. I was actually challenged to go deeper. And that's why I felt to partner. And it was so crazy cool, the timing of everything, because God was really shifting some things in me in 2017. And in 2018, this year, April, we stepped out, out, of, out of a full-time position at a church to pursue um, our own ministry with Jesus. To go into the nations and to preach the gospel, and God is opening those doors, and it's an exciting time, but it's so cool, the timing of God, that as we were stepping out and feeling like God was bringing a full transition in our lives, as he was bringing transformation as well, you guys started what you started, and we were like, wow, we get to partner with you guys, not just in spirit. But also literally in public to show others that we're affirming and confirming one another, and I just think the timing of God always impresses me. And the time today, the time this this year, has been amazing. And how many of you know? When you transition, you get a new set of rules when you step into a new land. You get a new set of rules. You get connected with new people that will propel you into what you're called to do. And I think it's cool because Timothy was propelled into ministry but he had a Paul to walk with him and to throw him and to teach him and train him and throw him in there. And that's what Pastor Doug, I feel like, is for me. So thank you, guys. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. All right.
1: Let's just extend our hands, if we would, this morning. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just, with great pleasure, Father, and joy, Father, we lay hands upon Ryan. Father, and upon Kirsten Father, we lay hands upon her. We thank you, Father. It's not just one or the other, It's they're together that you have called them, God, to touch lives, Father, to touch nations, Father. God, to see revival break forth in places, Father, to bring the 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 timely word of the Lord, and to bring encouragement, Father. And and uh and, and just Let the the Holy Spirit just flow through them. So, Father, we lay hands upon them this morning, Lord. We thank you, Father, that uh, we recognize as as a body of believers, as the leaders of this house, we recognize, God, the anointing upon this man, upon this woman. And, God, we call it forth in the name of Jesus for the sake of the gospel. And, Father, we release them, Father, even more now, Father, to, to go forth with, with, Lord God, with a mantle upon them of anointing God, of equipping, of power, of grace, Father, that they are they are a man and a woman of a different spirit, Father, as Joshua and Caleb were, were those as they went into their promised land of a different spirit, Father, you said about them. Ryan and Kirsten, I, I feel like the Lord said that you both are those that are of, of a different spirit because you have allowed it to come within you and you have allowed it to just just consume you, the presence of God and the spirit of, of God. And God says that he is raising you up to set you in places to deposit something that many have never encountered before. But you are going to see just the breaking forth the really uh, uh, of wake that's going to come forth and that's going to just just go in to houses of worship and to people's lives and to bring transformation and change in a real and powerful way.
2: Father, we just thank you for every experience that they have been through as individuals, Lord, but as a couple now where they stand before you and join themselves together to this ministry, Father. We thank you for every teacher that has spoken truth into their lives. We thank you for every man, woman, child, Lord, that has brought seeds of truth into them that they have received and placed in their heart. And we thank you, Lord, that as they walk this out and go through everything that comes along their way, Lord, they and their ministry through your Holy Spirit will produce 30, 60, and 100 fold. We thank you, Lord, that your word says, you say your word, is it not like a, a hammer and a fire that absolutely breaks up the rock? So we just thank you for the word of God that would smash every bad, every destructive rock that would stand on the, on the front of them, Lord, that would try to hinder them. But even as the vision came of the wall, your word, Lord, bashes the rock to pieces So we thank you for that. Thank you for the word that they carry on the inside of them. We thank you, Lord, as they enter into this new phase of ministry and life. There is a new grace added to them to be able to go, not just to places in America, Lord, but to the nations. To spread and to bring forth the gospel of truth. So we bless them in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for this day, Lord, that you have added them to this body. So that we together, Lord, can fulfill the work of the ministry. So that we as one body can join together and preach and have the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God the Father was in Jesus, reconciling the world to himself. So may they bring that truth, Lord, wherever they go. So that your body would increase and the love of God would be made known through them. In Jesus' precious name.
3: Um, the Lord gave me this uh, passage for you guys before you came the other day. Uh, it's in Psalm, it's Psalm eighteen thirty three through 36. And it says, through you, through God, I ascend to the highest peaks of your glory to stand in the heavenly places strong and secure in you. And one of the things the Lord spoke to me about that is he said that you, he has pulled you into heavenly places, but he said, he's going to teach you how to just come every day. He said, I don't need to pull you. You have an invite just to come. He said, you don't have to wait for the glory to hit. He said, you come you choose to come. And, um, and then it says, you've trained me with the weapons of warfare worship because it's in that place, in heavenly places, that you're trained with warfare worship. And then it says, now I'll descend down into this realm, into battle with power. So that's where you gain your strength, your strategy, your training. In the heavenly places, then you descend here and do your battle. He says, um, "You empower me for victory with your wraparound presence. Your power within me makes me strong to subdue. And by stooping down in gentleness, your strength you've strengthened me and made me great." And then he says this: He says, "You have set me free from captivity." Now I'm standing complete, ready to fight. And the Lord says it's in the high place, in the heavenly place, that he takes all the things out of your heart that could be a stumbling block. That could be a thing that the enemy could hook into or trade into. And he says, once you stand before the throne, he said, all those things are dealt with. He said, then you step down, you're free, you're totally free. And he said, you can fight any battle. And he said, there'll be no scars, no wounds, no blood drawn. You'll defeat the enemy with that.
1: Ryan, as soon as um, we started praying for you, the Lord gave me the discernment of the big fellow who's been opposing you. And I feel like what the Lord is saying is that because of your desire to model how the kingdom of heaven is supposed to work by submitting yourself and partnering and humbling yourself and waiting on the Lord and moving out when he's telling you to move out, that the breakthrough is going to be incredible. And what our sister Mm -hmm. prayed over here, it it really is going to
4: be a a glorious breakthrough. My brother, I thank God for you both. Scripture running through my heart, running through my mind is, do not muzzle, do not muzzle the ox. While he's treading out the grain. And the Lord says to you, My son and my daughter, so proud, so delighted. My heart, so pleased. You walk by faith, you don't walk by sight. So pleased. I'm so delighted in you. I rejoice over you, not just because you're my creation, because faith is so pleasing to me, says God. I declare unto you, my son, this day, that as I do in the home, so I shall do in the church, says your God. As I work out my way in your hearts, says the Lord, so you shall dispense into my body, says God. And you shall be one of members that I just hear my spirit. I keep thinking of a stagecoach and a team of horses would draw a stagecoach in and the stagecoach is the glory of God. And different horses did different things to be able to draw that from town to town, place to place, country to country, says God to you, too. There were wheel horses that were used to turn, but there lead horses that were the strength of the team, and those lead horses had to be put up in the front of the team because if they were in the back or the middle, they were so invigorated by my spirit that they would trample the horses in front of them. So you are my lead horses, says the Lord, and you shall not trample, it shall be my gentleness and my condescension that makes you great that I have written. You will be great because I am great and I will certainly (laughs) out of your brokenness and from the pain says God, from the misunderstanding says Lord you shall connect with my people corporately and personally says your God I will not, I will not, I will not, says God, fail in my purposes. Irregardless of what you think, irregardless of how you feel, says God. It's my grace. It's my mercy, says God. Did I not bind you together? Shall I not bind my church together, says the Lord? And as I honor you before these today, says God, so I shall honor you irregardless of the responses you receive before my body, says God. Come to the quiet place, says God, if you need a place to check. Come to the quiet place if you need to see if everything was okay. And from that quiet place, says the Lord, I will speak to you, through the responses of my people that will bear witness to your spirit, says God. Therefore, confusion shall fail against you, says the Lord. This is my plan. Adhere to my plan this day, says God. Adhere to my gentleness, says God, for you. It's my gentleness that I'm putting in you. It's my persuasion, my influence that I'm putting in you, says God, this day. And you shall be my man of influence. Mm. You shall be my son of gentleness, says God. Mm. And in that, bones will break. Have I not written, as you know, Mm. bones will break. Amen. Amen.
1: Let's just rejoice in God. Put our hands together. Thank you, Lord God. Ryan, that will get you a free taco at taco Bell, buddy Sweet. praise God <laughs> guys, before Ryan comes up and just shares to the full of fullest of his heart for fifteen minutes. um no, I'm just kidding you know uh we'd like to as we normally do with a with a, with a guest that's with us, we'd like to receive a love offering for ryan and and Kirsten and their their ministry and everything. So if you would, just take a moment. You can always give online also. Uh, you could go on our website, www.harvestrenewal.org, giving, and uh, under the line or the tab, special speaker, you can, you can put in a, uh, an offering there, okay? So let's just take a moment. If you want to make a check, you can go ahead and make a check out to Harvest Renewal Church or whatever. So, Father, we thank you for this man. We thank you, God, for the word that he brings. We thank you, God, that we have an opportunity to bless him, Father. And we know, Lord, Father, that this seed is being sown into good soil, that, Father, is going to produce much fruit. So, God, whatever we give today, we know it's going to be multiplied in a tremendous way. And so we give you praise this morning. Amen. Thank you, sweetie. All right. Ryan, come on up, my friend. Guys, we may go just a little bit long. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You know? And uh, and if you need to if you need to leave by a certain time, we release you to be able to do that. I'll be Cindy and I are leaving in about five minutes. And um, <laughs> I've heard him before. I've heard him before. So uh, but no, I just want to let you know that we may go beyond the twelve. So if we can let uh, faith know that we may go beyond twelve. little bit, so.
0: Oh man, you guys have nothing to worry about, I promise. My wife has a timer. I'm going to make sure I try to keep myself. Honestly, I don't preach that long. It's just when God has me prophesy, we can be here three, four hours. But uh, anyways, guys, I am so honored to be here and so honored to share this morning. And uh, if you could just give me maybe 35 minutes or so. Um, I'm just going to unpack two visions that the Lord revealed to me. Uh, One, when I was in Australia. Number two, the one the Lord showed me actually today in worship. The Lord has been manifesting and drawing me in and pouring out visions that have been captivating my heart. And they've been full of revelation. And I've been going into dimensions that have constantly been changing my perspective. See... When God moves and when God reveals himself, it's not just to entertain you. When he reveals himself, it's actually something that he's inviting you to. And when God reveals himself, he's not just revealing something to entertain you. He's actually revealing, if allowed, he's revealing what can transform you. I got to say this. The disciples are in the boat, and they marvel over the power and the authority that Jesus had over the storm. But Jesus didn't demonstrate his power just for them to marvel over what he was capable of doing. He was actually revealing to them, God was setting before them, something that he was inviting them to The life of Jesus and the ministry of Jesus was a revelation to be received by whoever would on not only what he could do in the time of your calamity, but what you are empowered to do by the same Spirit. And so the life that Jesus lived was not just to validate the love, compassion, and power of God. It was act, the life Jesus lived was actually to affirm, confirm, and celebrate you, and to show you that when you are justified, the Father glorifies you. Which means honor you and celebrate you. And how does he honor and celebrate you? He honors and celebrates you by inviting you to partake in what Jesus showed forth so well. Hello? God set Jesus in front of us to express what the Father desires but he also set the jesus and the manifestations of jesus not just for you to marvel and to be entertained and encouraged in what he can do but it's he set his son in front of you to actually stir you to provoke you to prompt you to press in travel until the very things of christ overtake your very life jesus was set before you Not just to entertain you, but to invite you into that reality so that you with that reality can walk out the same life that Jesus did on this earth and then it would be as if he never left. Jesus didn't come just to impress you. He came to actually make you thirsty for something, to make you hungry for something, to actually provoke, to stir you. John 7, 37, come to me who are thirsty and I'll give you a drink. But can I tell you something? He's the one that makes you thirsty. And Jesus is all about making you thirsty before he is about filling you. The Lord spoke to me as I was a pastor and now as I'm an evangelist. He said, Ryan, I'm not asking you to fill my people. I'm asking you to make my people hungry. So they go before the spout of heaven and get filled in intimacy with me. So I go to preach now not to fill you, but I go to preach and I'm preaching you to you today to make you hungry, to make you thirsty, and like Christ, to provoke you to fall into a place of intimacy so that the Father through the Spirit can reveal things to you, not just to entertain you, not just so that you can tweet it on Facebook or tweet it on your Twitter. No, He reveals things to you to stir you, to provoke you to a place of travail till you see that thing birthed in you and you see that thing birthed around you the father will reveal to you the things that he will give you but he reveals it to you and when he reveals it he's actually revealing what he's already reconciled you to and Holy Spirit is now revealing to you what he's reconciled you to to give you a reality that you are to live by And Holy Spirit reveals it to you to show you this is what you've been reconciled to. And there might be a place in your life that is not celebrating that reconciliation. But Holy Spirit speaks and reveals what God's reconciled you back to, which is himself, to actually make you thirsty for it. To actually agitate you. The Holy Spirit will reveal it to agitate you. To say, man, God, this is It's part of my life. I've been reconciled to it. But that's not the reality in which I'm living. But Holy Spirit speaks to change, renovate your mind so that he can transform your life. So Holy Spirit will inspire a life. By revealing something that you've been reconciled back to, to give you a hunger to see the area in your life that doesn't look like that, be altered by it, and start looking like it. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like the Father will sit in front of you, because watch, let me say this Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 cast or write the vision. Can I tell you something? God doesn't force this on you. He writes it upon you. He's not forcing you. He speaks to reveal to you what you've been reconciled back to. And what you can be partakers of and co-laborers of. But he doesn't force it on you. As you seek him in intimacy. Because that's the spout we should always draw from is intimacy. And then through the Spirit, if it's a revelation, something pops out in the Word, God gives you a vision. I've been having crazy, I don't want to say out-of-body experiences, but crazy visions lately. And we'll get to why in just a minute. I'll say it now. God is revealing things to me and making me hungry for it. It's like as I seek God, I'm drawing from God, and He's making me aware. uh, And He's writing in my perspective the very things... That I'm reconciled back to that everything in every area of my life should fall then under. How many of you know that in Isaiah 43 verse 7 it says this. It says that we were created for his glory. Because of sin we fell short of that glory. Glory. But 2 Corinthians 5.18 says that God is and was and always will be reconciling all things back to himself through Christ. Colossians 2, it says in verse 9, all the fullness of God was put in Christ. And what did Christ pray in John 17? Father, let them be one with us, just as me and you are one. So Jesus died to bring you back to what you were created for. And God, through the manifestation of the Spirit of God, and the manifestation of the Spirit of God is revealing to you the depths of God, because there's a depth and a width to God's glory. God's glory is not shallow. And because of my sin, there's been a veil... Between me and my understanding, between God and His fullness in my understanding. Now, when I became born again, we know the veil has been lifted. We have been reconciled back to the Father, and it's through intimacy that the Spirit of God reveals to the person of God the things that God has reconciled you back to. Holy Spirit will reveal and then indirectly expose, then. Holy Spirit ex- reveals something that's in God's glory that is yours to establish a reality in you, a perspective in you, because transformation is the byproduct of a changed mind. So Holy Spirit corrects you. God loves you. Proverbs 3.12 says he chastised the ones that he takes delight in. And we got to stop thinking as, uh, that, that God's correction is judgment. And him trying to seek personal justice. God's correction is really to reveal to you his passion for you. And then in that he exposes and makes you aware even more. The things that you have been living with. That are holding you back and causing you to fall short. Of what God has created you for. And what God has called you to do. Correction isn't beating you across the head and there's no transformation. Correction is revealing something that God is passionate about. That God desires. And that God desires to have for you. Correction is Jesus being moved with compassion and correcting the situation. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So God is moved and when you come into a place of intimacy, Holy Spirit reveals to you the passion of God. That will correct you and solve some of your problems by exposing to you what the problem is. But the problem is never you in God's eyes. He exposes the problem that's in you that's holding you back from the things that he celebrates and has a passion to give you. Correction is so much more than, hey, stop, you put your finger in the light socket. Correction is you're putting your finger in the light socket and you think that's what life is. But I'm going to reveal to you my passion to provoke something in you to let go of what's harming you and embrace what you've been created for. Any preacher that tries to condemn someone because they're not living for the word or living the word out does not have the compassion of God living in their hearts. I'm sorry. Because God does not draw near you to seek out his own justice. He seeks you out of mercy, to reveal something to you out of mercy, out of grace. He wants to establish through correction a reconciliation reality. Because what you behold, you become. And God wants us to realize the power and the potency of our reconciliation. So that we can walk out that reconciliation reality. Partaking in the things that God loves. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So God reveals His heart to you. And it exposes something that is holding you back. But watch. The thing that God reveals will provoke you, if you will, and prompt you to leave behind the things that once entertained you. Because it pales in comparison to what God has just revealed to you. (laughs) So correction is that you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. Correction is like, let me show you what you were called to become. Let me show you what I have a passion for you to do. And now conviction isn't just you did this wrong. Conviction comes over you. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then it agitates you and provokes you where you say, I refuse to tolerate the things that are holding me back. I let those go. I surrender. God, I give you my all. I want that in my life. Did you ever take notice that Jesus corrected the disciples time and time again, but it didn't look like it? He corrected them by giving them the reality of what they are called to through redemption and reconciliation. Like what they were doing wrong took care of itself. It bailed out with its tail between its legs when Jesus said, this is what you're called to do. He stirred a passion in them for what the Father was passionate about, where they made the choice to let go. They weren't forced to let go. They were inspired to let go. All God did was cast, write the vision through Christ. He's the Word made flesh. This is the tada of God, what God highlights, what God loves. And it's like God just put Jesus there and says, I'm just going to leave him there for a little bit is going to sit this right here and see who will desire to come after it yeah. but see that what was happening is there was people that were considered disciples and were following jesus for what he did but jesus recognized that and constantly called forth in them a reality That what you see in me is just the Father trying to reveal to you the glory that you, through salvation, have been reconciled to. And what you see me do is what the Father has a passion to see you do. I'm not doing this for you to be entertained. I'm not doing this for you to marvel. I'm doing this to convict your hearts. To let go of the mistaken identity and embrace the identity of Jesus i'm doing this to provoke you i'm doing this to stir you i'm placing examples and i'm manifesting the glory of god to show you that yes you can have expectation for my glory to be manifested but i also want you to know that you can be the one that glorifies me by showcasing my glory just like the son jesus did Because not only were you given the ability to receive reconciliation, you've been given the ministry then of reconciliation. Jesus was reconciling us back to the Father. Now, if we become like Christ, we want to see others reconcile back to the Father. But we must do that by having actions that are transformed by the Father because we choose to surrender to the Father and let the Father work in us. And change and transform something in us so it looks like Jesus is in us. Mary walked around before she gave birth to Jesus looking like she had Jesus in her. My mama, when she knew I was gonna be Ryan, she walked around looking like she had Ryan in her womb. I don't know about you, but I want, I want all of Jesus in my womb, and I just want to look like him, and I just want people to not only know I've been with him, I want he, he is in Ryan. <laughs> so that you can then put on display what the Father wants to reconcile others who were lost back to. <laughs> Because I, I, I got to release these two prophetic words, but watch. Or these pr- prophetic visions I have, but let me just stay here because it feels good. <laughs> Holy Spirit is in you to reveal to you what's been freely given to you. Yeah. But it's your responsibility to give yourself away to it. Yeah. Yeah. Peter is in the boat, sees Jesus walking on water. And Jesus is putting on a show to reveal to the disciples... You can do this too. And Jesus didn't force them out of the boat. He was just casting the vision. You don't get this. Come on somebody. He wasn't saying you get out of that boat or else. Thus saith the Lord. I'm correcting you right now. Get over here. No he was just praying. Having a good old time. The disciples were distressed. He had to get to them. Or at least get to the other side. He took a shortcut. Father gave him permission to do it. And he's just casting a vision by doing this. He didn't say, oh, come to me if you desire to walk on the water. Come now. He didn't even open his mouth. He only opened his mouth when the son looked and said, I want that. So he goes walking on the. What does it first of all? What does it look like to make a world hungry for Jesus? And you don't even have to open up your mouth because you're living it out. You're just casting the vision as you walk by. Wait, 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 you don't even have to preach to them and pressure them and. Be, but yeah, that's good. I'm not because I'd be out of a job. But what does it look like? And that would be okay, but not really, God. You know what I mean, but. But what does it look like? Jesus is the word. The word's walking. The word didn't talk. The word walked. What does it look like to become the word and not even have to talk? You just walk the word out and make people hungry for what you got. But through the manifestation, Jesus is a manifestation of God. And Jesus, in the the whole life he lived, he just walked it out. I can only do what I see my father do. That just shows me the crowd didn't convince him to heal him, to heal them. God said, "Go and heal them," and that's what he did. But watch this: Jesus comes walking on the water, and I'm going to read scriptures for the ones that need to open your Bible. But I'm quoting them right now. But he's just walking, and there is disciples in the boat, but there is one who's provoked. It's exposed to him now. That the boat is not the only form of transportation in the kingdom. Can I tell you something? You don't understand. There's a lot of ways of transportation in the spirit. I'd freak you out if I'd start sharing them. We'll let others talk about it here at the church. (laughs) But I've been being transformed. God's been transporting me places in the spirit. It's fun. And I'll tell you why in just a second. Some of you are like, I'm out of here. He's talking weird crap. You know what I mean? Can I just tell you this? Can I just tell you this? i got to say this because I said it to someone that's here, and i just got to say it. Can I tell you something? We need to stop allowing New Age and witchcraft have things that the church was supposed to claim. Well, that's just New Age. I'm going to resist it. What if New Age just took it because you want to take it? I'm not saying everything. Don't leave now, please. Oh, who do? We ordain. You know what I mean? I'm not saying everything. Do you understand, though? I'm not saying everything because they do. I'm not saying you should be spinning your heads and vomiting and I'm going to get you. You know, I'm not saying any of that. But seriously, guys, let's even take that off the table. There's things that Jesus walked in that we today call something else. I just lost half of you, but that's okay. I know what I'm talking about. It's like television. Christians should own television. But we preached against something God was trying to offer. Thank God, I hope we're reclaiming it. But watch this. Jesus Jesus walked in things that others took because the church refused to. It was Christ. It was the church's before it was ours. I mean, I'm sorry, it was the churches before us. Others. That's us. We are the church. (laughs) But there is several disciples in this boat. And only one is provoked. And something is exposed. And he realizes there's more than one form of transportation in the kingdom. That defies the laws of physics that so many are in bondage to. Do you know it's so sad how many people that are free are in bondage because they are listening to human reasoning and what was supposed to produce life in them and come alive in them? They've listened to the enemy who's the master communicator to human reasoning and what was supposed to produce life they've actually analyzed to death. And there is eleven. Whoever else was in the boat, yesterday, say eleven others. That were like, I think he's a ghost and Peter's out of his mind. (laughs) (laughs) But when he said, come, they all knew it was Jesus because Jesus wanted them to know that what they saw him do, they could do. Jesus didn't have to preach a message to stir desire. He just manifested himself in the way that God wanted him to and gave him permission to do, walked on water, and it gave one, at least, an agitation that says, I am tired of this vehicle. Can I tell you something? That's correction. God giving you something greater that agitates you and makes you tired of what you've been holding on to, letting it go, letting those filthy things go to pick up the things that you've been called to. That God has given you permission to do. So Jesus comes walking on the water. Peter sees this. It's like God's like, yeah, you, Jesus, you got permission. You go do that. And God says, through that, man, I'm just going to leave that manifestation there. And I'm just going to see who will grab it. It's like Jesus, it's like God threw out a fishing line. Who's going to take a bite? Peter's like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. And Jesus has said, Well, come. Can I tell you something? When God reveals His glory, you don't have to even ask for a come. He is revealing to you what He has given you permission to partake in. Yeah. Jesus was manifested to make them hungry. Jesus was manifested in the way that He was to establish the right reality within them, even though the reality that they were caught up around them didn't change. But God knows if he can change the reality, your perspective in you, then you have then the expectation to stand up and change what's around you because God ignited something on the inside of you that not only exposes maybe something that you're doing wrong, but maybe there was something wrong that you thought was right and it's just my cross to bear and it's my thorn in the flesh. When God gets a hold of you on the inside and starts maturing something on the inside of you, he'll then not only expose what you've done wrong, but he'll expose what's wrong with what's around you. And then he'll reveal and give you the reality that you now have the authority to do this as well. Do you see how the disciples, when they were in the boat, Jesus didn't just rescue them and calm the storm. He spoke a lesson to transform them so that one of two things could happen the next time a storm came. That they would rise up now knowing who they are. God grew and matured something in them. They have a different reality than the reality that's around them. And the reality that's in them has exposed what's around them as wrong. And they believe with God they can make it right. So one of two things could have happened when another storm came. They could have slept like Jesus did. Or they could have rose up and rebuked it like he did. What what would it look like if you fell asleep first and a storm came and you are just pestered by the water that's in your face. You get up you're like, you know what? Like hitting a snooze button. You know what I mean? Just like, stop it. You're waking me up. And just go back to sleep. So yeah, what Jesus spoke to them transformed them, but what he did gave them an appetite to travail until they saw a transformation in them that looked like Jesus. That's why God would reveal himself to show them what they were called to, what we're called to, and expose a mistaken identity area in our life. That we lived out of being mistaken. I thought I was supposed to live in this fear, this depression, this worry. And I thought there's no way unless it's medication I could be free from this or a bottle or drugs. But now God gives you a reality that exposes the area that he wants to change with the revelation he just revealed. Two things real quick. I don't know how how long I was. (laughs) But watch this. First vision, because watch, I keep saying watch, watch. You know, that's what God says. Watch. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer. Your prayer, right, just invites God to actually reveal something that he wants you to capture, put your faith in, and believe will come to pass. Watch this, Joel 2.28 and Acts 2.17, and I'll read, it says about the same thing, but Acts 2.17 says this in the New International Version, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, so don't get freaked out when I say visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Can I tell you something, Danielle? The past several months, I can't put a time frame to it, I've had more dreams dreams. And I have had more visitations and visions with God than ever before. In the last days, God says, I will. can I tell you something? The Bible, I don't know the address right now. You don't have to look for it. but I know it's in there. You can look later. But God wants to take you from glory to glory. He has glory. He is glory. It's his fullness. It's not like the glory changes, but the glory changes you as he draws you in deeper into it. The reason that God pours out his spirit and manifests himself in visions and dreams and prophetic words and revelations is to bring you into a deeper understanding through encounter, encountering his glory. And when you are drawn into a new level of his glory through the spirit, he reveals to you from a distance, even though you've already been reconciled back to it, something that is meant to entice you to want it. So you draw it and you seek and you demand it and you travail for it. Not that, and I'm not talking about works now. I'm talking about hunger. Yes, I know it's mine. You just revealed it's mine. But I need it to transform some areas in my life. So you go for it. You go for it. Like Rifle says, you visualize it, right? You just go for it. You declare it. You expect it. And then you are then drawn into the new level of glory. But see, what happens is God, through a manifestation of the Spirit, through a vision, a prophetic word, a revelation, we automatically are entertained by it and react. And are never transformed because we don't go after it. That's nice, praise God. And we move on. Can I tell you something? The last time I watched a movie, I don't know, it was The Grinch. The new Grinch movie with my son and my wife. Really good movie, actually, by the way. He's not mean to the dog in this one, which makes me happy because I like dogs. But anyways, he uh, so in the, so so watch this. Last time I watched a movie, I was entertained. It was a good movie, but can I tell you something? It made me feel good. It made me laugh, especially you'll know what I mean if you watch it. The screaming goat. I think it was a goat right yeah it was yep it was the one that watched it she's like i got kids it was you know (laughs) maybe she don't got kids (laughs) i'd watch that movie by myself if i didn't have a six-year-old you know what i mean i'd be like this is awesome but the screaming goat man you got to watch the screaming goat i laughed at that thing it was fun it entertained me it gave me another image of what hollywood is capable of doing but can i tell you something the next day when the enemy knocked on my door right That movie didn't entertain me to a place of transformation. It gave me joy for a moment, and now Tuesday came around. I've got an issue that I'm facing, right? I wasn't transformed by by, by, by the movie that entertained me. Now I'm in a storm, and all I'm doing is coveting my past experience with joy through entertainment, when God wants to manifest his spirit to reveal something to you, yes to entertain you. Can't get away from this now. To entertain you, man, to stir you up, get you excited but like, "God, that is a good production." He's like, "But guess who I'm casting as the leading role?" He said, Ron, I didn't just reveal it to entice you. I didn't just reveal it to entertain you, because that doesn't change your life. He says, I revealed it so that you surrender to it, and through a process of hunger, you become it, and it transforms your life, so that when Tuesday comes, you're not coveting the last time you were entertained and had joy, because now you don't. You have joy in the storm. And you know who you are and you know what God is about ready to manifest in the storm. Because you took what God said that entertained you, you embraced it, entertained it, meditated on it, hid it in your heart, and now it stirs an expectation that what you've hidden in your heart you're going to see with your eyes. Who says you got to be miserable in a storm? Jesus manifested himself like a boss in the storm. (laughs) What does it look like to just say, God, this is a storm. This is an ability for me to see you show up like a boss. Man, what does it look like to have overwhelmed Christians that are overwhelmed with the fact of who they are and what they've been reconciled to and what's around them must change because it's not the glory of God. But you believe that God will receive the glory when you take authority over and trust God to do the same. You get this. But watch this. I have been experiencing visions more than ever. And they're not for just entertainment. They're to bring transformation in my life first. And God pours out his spirit the way he is. And, and I believe it, I, be, I believe this church specifically is about ready to be, embark. Wow. You guys are about ready to embark on this adventure with God where visions and the prophetic and dreams and encounters with God are going to increase but the reason he does that isn't just to change something around you but in you but another reason he does that is to really reveal to you what you've been reconciled back to to provoke you to press in until it Fully becomes your reality. Watch this. Two things real quick. In Australia, we were just in Australia. Had a phenomenal time by the way. God showed up and we were surrounded by some generals of the faith. My jaw drops now thinking of the people God put me in front of and got to hang out with. That doesn't matter because every day I get to be with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But it was pretty neat to be hanging out with some of the people that we did. I won't mention who they were. But um, we're over in Australia, and I, I can't get tired. I'm not tired. I, man, I feel like God sometimes gives me, like, visions and, and, and understandings of things uh, to not just say once. You know what I mean? Because, and I don't get tired of saying certain things. There's certain things I'm like, okay, God, you want me to say again? He's like, nope. I'm like, good. <laughs> and then there's things he wants me to say over and over again because it's a new crowd. Or I shouldn't say crowd like entertainment, but I'm saying it's a new group of people. And I was in worship, and I'm going to end with these visions and preach a little bit more on it. But I was in I was in um in, in worship, and as I was in worship over in Australia, I was getting ready to preach, and I, my hands were lifted up like this. And I, I I know I have an angel of the Lord, and I don't seek angels; I seek God. But God has angels, right? He has a posse. They're ministering spirits. <laughs> Like, I love my posse. I love Matt and Jazz, y'all. Ah, they're amazing. I mean, Matt's no angel, but not just my, my wife is, though. You know what I'm saying? But uh, anyways, I don't say that when I'm mad at her. I'm like, you are a, no, just my, no, 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 no. So, so don't get freaked out. Even when I say visions, how many of you are excited that we no longer have to just listen to a radio for entertainment? So I was in this something. I don't know what it was. I'm in worship, and I know there's an angel that follows me and gives me a word for the Lord for that region. It was confirmed last night. It was pretty cool. But anyways, so I, I sometimes envision see the angel taking a coal from the altar and putting it on my lips to anoint me for the hour. I mean, I'm anointed, you know what I mean, for the word, right? So I see this vision of an angel in my spirit, and I thought for sure he was coming to touch my lips with a coal, Right? I know I'm stretching some of you and I like it, you know what I mean because this stretches me. this is like a whole new world, you know what I mean like I'm like on this carpet ride with Jesus the past six months, man, and he's Aladdin singing to me, man, and I'm like Jasmine oh, no. <laughs> I usually sing really good, but I you know lost my voice last night, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I could have taught Whitney Houston, you know what I'm saying. Not at all. You know that screaming goat on the Grinch? I'm that screaming goat when I sing. But anyways, I've been on this new adventure with God like, oh no. Whoa. Okay, come back. But watch this. (laughs) I'm like, sing to me, Aladdin. Sing to me, Jesus. Sing. I believe some of you are about ready to hear the song of the Lord. As a manifestation of the Spirit that's going to provoke and entice you to press and to go after it. I said this last night, but I'll say it to you. Be confident. God will pour out where you've been pressing in. So God will set before you something that you're not, watch. He sets it before you not just to impress you, but to provoke you to press in. And then Jesus says, listen, come to me who's thirsty and I'll give you a a drink. He makes you thirsty, gives you something to press into, you press into it, and then he pours out that goodness. In greater measures than you expect. Can I tell you something? When the disciples were in one mind and one accord. In the upper room in Acts 2. Praying for the promise of the Holy Spirit. They didn't know what that was going to look like. But they pressed in. They were expecting for a thing. But when it actually came... It came unexpected, and it was in unexpected measures. I believe some of you that have been positioning yourself in God, seeking Him for something, God is about ready to pour out something in an unexpected time, and it's going to be in an unexpected measure. You've been expecting for the thing, but the thing that's coming, is gonna. the measure of it is going to be so unexpected. Because God says, I want you to become more acquainted with Ephesians 3.20. I want to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ever ask or think. Get to the vision, Ryan. Get to the vision. So I'm in this vision. And in this vision, he came up to me. And he dropped the sword in my hands that were stretched out. And I literally felt the handle of the sword in my hand. And I said, what is that, God? And he said, Ryan, I just wanted to tell you that I'm giving you a right now word to establish the right reality that I need this church to have. In Australia, this happened. I'm giving you a word because the word is like a sword, right? I'm giving you a word to establish a right now reality in this church. They need this reality. So when Holy Spirit pours out his spirit, when when Holy Spirit's poured out in the areas where you've been seeking God and craving God and pressing in. Can I tell you something? He is revealing to you the very thing that you need. And the thing that you need is a heavenly reality. That exposes the things that are not of heaven. And that reality also reveals to you you have the power and authority to overcome and trump the things that are not of heaven. Because of the power of heaven that dwells in you, the power of Christ that lives in you, the power of the spirit that lives in you. And then he said, Ryan, that sword is actually a weapon for them. This word that you're going to release is actually a weapon for them to use in the time of warfare that they're in. God gives you a word that you can rage war against the enemy. That's why you're not to conform to this world but be transformed by that word. Why are you saying that? When the Spirit of God comes, it comes to actually bring you into a new dimension of thinking, a new way then of living that looks like and glorifies what the Father poured out on you when you were saying yes to Him and what He reconciled you back to. Now, I had to say that to tell you that the sword that I saw in the Spirit today is here to cut off some things that I believe have been exposed. In this vision that the Lord was revealing to me today, and I'm going to end with this, if I can get a worship leader to play piano and make it sound really fancy and good. That violin player, come on somebody. Come on. Man, can I tell you something? I used to love me some B3 organ, and I still do. But you give me that violin playing, man, and I will hoop and holler with the best of them, somebody. Jeez Louise, man. I'm like, get down with your bass cell. You know it's good when I get the stank face. Get up there. That's a hint. Get up there. (laughs) But in this vision, as they come... In this vision that I had today, and, and not, not a lot of you are going to get this, I felt my I felt my spirit so come alive in this vision. It was as if I was there. Maybe I was. I don't know. Did I disappear at first? No, just playing. and what had happened was I traveled somewhere with God in my heart, and in this vision, the Lord showed me Jesus on the dance floor. And he was the only one. And he is acting like a crazy old fool, man, just busting a move. How many of you ever watched the movie Hitch? Right, the big guy, the white one. You know what I mean? He gets out there and he's like, you know, just (laughs) you know, doing the weird stuff, and Will Smith slaps him. He's like, no, you know what I'm saying. Like, I'll get a slap from Matt later. No, Ryan, <laughs> put it away. But he's just, okay, watch this. When I go to a wedding, you can get spiritual now. No, I'm just playing. That means play. But anyways, when, when I was, when I go to weddings, we'll even get cards. You ask my wife. We'll get cards sometimes that tell about both of us. Thank you for making the dance floor come alive. Because I might not be the best dancer, but I'm gonna be out there dancing and I'm gonna also pull you up as well. And that's what Jesus was doing. Jesus was out there acting like an and he's not a crazy fool, but I mean he, you know what I mean. He's just acting crazy in the spirit and just going after. Jesus looked so good, and I was just like, Jesus, look at you, man. You were busting a move in this vision. And all the whole room was full of people that were afraid, insecure concerned about what other people were going to say and Jesus was revealing what the Father wanted them to do and that was dance and it was exposing to me and the others in the room this is what's holding you back from dancing but when Jesus got up there in the dance on the dance floor and he's just busting a move and he's having so much fun one by one in the vision I'm not making this up, people started to come on the dance floor I even saw like in my spirit just now, someone like took their dress jacket off. I'm hot. (laughs) No. Took the dress jacket off and they were just like, yeah, and they just started to dance with the Lord. And then I saw just one after another, and I'm still sitting there. And Jesus didn't like beg me to come, but there was a manifestation of God. God set Jesus up. But he was really setting me up. So he set Jesus in front of me doing something. And the more fun I saw Jesus have, the more fun I saw others have that responded to Jesus, it agitated me that I was still sitting on the sidelines. It provoked something in me. It prompted me. It stirred me. It pushed me. It inspired me. It enticed me to get out on the floor. Today, this was the vision I had. And I saw people dancing, and I'm like, you know what? And I just got out of there, and me and Jesus, I'm telling you, cut a really mean rug. You know what I'm saying? And I say, God, what in the world is that? And he said, Ryan, he says, I want you to understand that I don't pressure you into this. But I will write and reveal through a pouring out of my spirit. If that be a vision, a sermon, a revelation, a scripture. I will reveal to you what I take delight in. I will reveal to you what I have a passion for. Out of my presence, it's not just to entertain you. It's actually to stir you into RSVP, to the invite, to come and to dance with me. He said, Ryan, I'm not going to force you, but I'm going to make it so irresistible. Where you're just like, yeah, I've got to come and dance on the floor with Jesus. And it was like everything that was exposed that was holding me back, I left at the table. I took off like I took off my suit jacket and I went out and I danced with the Lord. What are you trying? And then this is what's crazy in this vision. I'm dancing and I'm trying to take the lead. I'm like no, 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 Jesus! Watch! Just, I'm not gonna try. You do it like this, Jesus. I was trying to teach Doug. dog. <laughs> anyways. You know that whole you can teach old dogs new tricks? Well, not with this one. But anyways, <laughs> and <I laughs> you like that. <laughs> so I, I, I was out there and I was leading, and Jesus was like, "No, watch!" And he started to dance my spirit I think I even danced a little bit and I don't know how it looked I don't care but I started to come into alignment with Jesus I just started to come into alignment with Jesus and I feel like this is a season to dance y'all God's correction is revealing to you his passion and it will expose to you what is holding you back from tasting and seeing that it's good and I was standing there and Jesus like no watch I just started like oh okay and I'm like doing it with Jesus then I scanned the room and Jesus is dancing with me but he's also dancing with everyone else why are you saying this there's places that are out of rhythm in your life there's places that are not in sync with the dance of the Lord not only is God exposing things that might be holding you back from the thing that he revealed but I also believe that some of you are out there but you're just not in sync with the glory of God you have the revelation of his glory but all it feels like it's done is exposed a rhythm and a dancing that's off from the beat of heaven in the dance of heaven do you understand what I'm trying to say that's what Amos 7 was trying to do he was revealing the plumb line to show Israel this is how you're dancing and this is how the heavens dancing no, 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 no no. do this right and I feel like the Lord wanted me to tell you that his correction is really just meant to reveal to you his passion and he wants to solve problems he wants to solve the things that are distressing you he wants to solve the things that are out of rhythm. He wants to settle things that are causing you to dance off beat. And I felt like the Lord says that areas in your life that are dancing the wrong dance. Areas in your life that are off the rhythm of heaven. God says that today he wants you to know the reason he pours out his spirit is to reveal to you his rhythm. To give you hope that if you put your trust in God, this thing that's off rhythm in your life can come in sync with the rhythm of heaven. You ever been in a church service and things are just offbeat? You know the drums are doing its thing and it's not wrong, but you're like. It sounds better when it's like that, right? Like, and what I heard in my spirit, what I heard in my spirit was till. said lord what is that he says i am calling forth like never before things that come back into rhythm with me and the dance that you've been dancing that is off and out of alignment with what i have called you to be one with if you would just let me invite me crave it press into it i will pour it out and it will be in greater measures than you expect but I will draw what's out of rhythm into rhythm and I will take the dance that you've been dancing and transform it so it's dancing, the dance that I'm dancing. And when I started dancing, the dance that Jesus was dancing, he was so pleased. He's like, now you got it. Now you got it. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah buddy, you got it. And I'm like, all right. Can I tell you something? God finds so much pleasure in his people Knowing, yes, you've received the kingdom, but I'm talking about the kingdom transforming you. Ooh. And I feel like God says in your mind and in your heart and in your life whatever is off rhythm, God wants to bring into rhythm. God wants to bring into the dance. And God also wants to crush that sword, cut off the things that are holding you back, insecurity, because insecurity will hold you back from the dance floor see you ask my wife I'm the one that will pull people up and be like if I'm going to act like a fool you're going to act like a fool get up here And I get thank you notes thank you for doing this you know what I mean so what are you trying to say I'm here just to try to get you to dance on the dance floor Jesus was dancing and made it enticing he didn't force it but people started doing it willingly God's looking for your willingness he'll perfect the rest Because when I was willing to get out on the dance floor, whatever was out of rhythm, whatever was not in the dance of the Lord, he brought it into alignment. Stand with me all over the church if you can. God says I give you signs, miracles, and wonders, and I pour out my spirit that way to bring your mind, your will, your emotions back into rhythm. Back into rhythm. God says, if you capture the rhythm, you'll dance the dance. And God says, I reveal the rhythm through my spirit, and I'm gonna pour out my spirit like never before on this church. And I'm gonna pull it, in, I'm gonna pour it in facets and in areas of your life that you've now finally given to me. I've been knocking a long time, and now you're letting me in. But I felt like the Lord wanted me to let you know. You're to establish on earth what's in heaven. But God says, I pour out my spirit to reveal to you what's in heaven. That you have the right to partake and steward. And my spirit is poured out upon you to reveal to you what my spirit gives you and what my spirit empowers you to do. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, I don't pour out my spirit just to impress you. I pour out my spirit to entice you to press in. And when you press in, I promise you I'll pour out. God says, I'm on the dance floor. I'm on the dance floor. So I want you right now to close your eyes. And I want you to think of, I'm going to ask God to reveal. God, right now, reveal. God, reveal areas in our life that are holding us back insecurity fear holding us back from the dance floor God reveal those things what is it that's holding you back guys what is it that's holding you back God wants to take a sword to it today I also saw a sledgehammer in the spirit and God says I'm not going to just cut it I'm going to crush it how many of you know you cut a snake's head off it still has the ability to bite and eject venom if you crush that thing you render any power it has to bite you God says I'm cutting and crushing I'm cutting and crushing oh God says I'm cutting and crushing I'm cutting and I'm crushing but then I also God revealed to them something that exposes what is off rhythm What is not in sync with you? God, provoke them to have a hunger to press in for you to pour out. So that that thing that is out of rhythm comes into rhythm. That thing that's not dancing the right way starts dancing the right way. Father, I pray right now that you would move right now amongst your people. And this is what I'm going to ask. If someone could grab that for me, I would appreciate it. the spirit of the Lord say I want to crush I want to cut and crush some things because how many of you know sometimes you need a demolition before there's a construction and God says you're trying to construct a new thing one an old thing let me cut and crush the old things so that I the Lord says can build the new thing And those who know there's something off rhythm And it is not in sync with heaven in your life. And you want that to change. Or you want something cut and crushed. I want you to get up here right now. Get up here. Get up here. Get up here. Get up here. Now, 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 now. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something hard. Don't come out here, up here for emotion. Out of emotion, do this out of hunger, out of a response to what God is releasing, you will release prophetically. If you pray in the spirit right now, just start praying in the spirit. Yada baba shiti ya baba shata Hola da baba shatala na bosita Ko kola da bosiki ya da boshata Bo ha ya boshata da baba baba shiti kiya da boshata Ko kada bashiti ya la na bositi ya bosita We need to learn to pray in the spirit more kiya baba shata da boshita I feel like I'm releasing the greatest prayer over you right now. Pray pray Even if you don't got your prayer language I just pray you get baptized right now in it in Jesus' name. Oh da da ba ba shata da 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 ba sita. Oh da da ba shikiya da 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 ba Oh oh. Kab ba ba shata Oh uh. ha. I heard the Spirit of the Lord just say that I am pouring out unexpected measures over the things that you have been pressing into or you've been experiencing pressure in whatever you've been experiencing pressure in the weight of god's glory is being poured out in an unexpected measure and the lord wants me to tell you that it is that pressure of his presence the pressure of his glory that is breaking the back of the enemy that has created pressure in your life if you want to receive that word just say yes lord That's breakthrough right there. Breakthrough is when you are receptive to the weight of God's glory, the weight of God's presence coming and crashing in on your pressured situation. I heard the Spirit of the Lord saying, I am breaking the back of the pressure points in your life, the Lord says. Oh. Kodada Baba la Oh. Oh. Just pray I, I I just I don't want to rush God I, I don't want to, I don't want to end normal I don't want to end normal I just pray for some of you and we're done pray 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 oh. God says I am pouring out my spirit in unexpected measures in the areas that you have been applying pressure. Oh. God says areas where you have been pressing, areas where you have been experiencing pressure. The Lord wants me to tell you, you are not the one that is going to break. You are not the one that is going to break. Ah. Whoa. some of you, you've been waiting for God to speak to the storm no, 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 no he's going to start pouring out his spirit and speaking to you who's in the storm to transform something in you where you realize you have dominion over the storm oh, oh, oh yes, God just pray in the spirit, just Pray in English. Just pray right now. Pray. 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 I heard this, but I'm going to say it now. I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying that you've been in the land of seeking, but you're being birthed, you're being released into the land of provision, into the land of a portion that's more than enough, the Lord says. If you receive that, say yes. Oh. I heard the Spirit of the Lord saying, listen to the song that I am singing over you. Listen to the song that I'm singing over you. Songs of love, songs of love. But God says, take the song that I have. Take it, believe it, and it will stir a war cry in you. It was sad, Okay, I got it. I heard the Lord say this. What? Think of that thing right now that's off rhythm, and that's not dancing in alignment with heaven. Think of it. Think of it. Keep your eyes closed. Close your eyes. Think of that wall. Visualize it right now. Now, in, like in the days of Joshua, see, don't do it yet, but see yourself shouting. You're already through the process. You're already on the 13th round with this thing. Now, I want you to visualize yourself standing in front of this mountain or this, this, this wall. And like in the days of Joshua, I want you to think of what it might have sounded like when they shouted. I want you to just think and try to picture an image of God's glory and presence falling on that ma- uh, falling on that wall, and how that wall bent and broke and was destroyed under the pressure. Under the pressure of God's presence. God says, I'm applying pressure in the pressure points of your life right now think right now do not stop think of the pressure point picture as in the days of joshua how joshua and his people on the 13th time shouted picture God's presence picture God's glory falling 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 on that mountain and breaking it think of what was what preceded their shout And I want you to think of, I want you to visualize yourself right now. You become what you behold. Visualize you shouting at your wall. Visualize it. Don't do it audibly yet. I'm not trying to be weird, but just visualize it. How's it making you feel? What's it getting you to do inside? Are you getting excited? Are you getting pumped up? Are you doing a shout out of expectation that the weight of God's glory, like in the days of Joshua, are landing on that wall and the pressure point is about ready to experience the pressure of God's presence and it's going to break God says I'm cutting and crushing I'm cutting and crushing now think of that thing crushing and breaking under the weight of God's glory the thing that's been a pressure point in your life see the rubble see the rubble see the heap see the rubble see the rubble see the heap now what I want you to do Because we're going to put that into practice. Everybody look up at me right now. Oh, I believe this is going to be a shifting point for a lot of people. I see a gear shift in the spirit. On the count of three, this is what I want you to do. Shout for me. But can I tell you something? Shout for the pressure point. Shout for the pressure point. I told you to visualize what was released when they shouted. What was released from them was a shout. What was released from God and manifested was His presence. And what was a pressure point broke. The walls fell under the weightiness of God's glory. And under the weightiness of that sound that was released. Why did you have me visualize my own mountain or my own wall falling when I shout? Because God says that today I want to cut and I want to crush pressure points in your life and I don't know I feel like when we shout in just a second I believe God is going to release his presence like he did in the days of Joshua and he's going to apply this pressure in the pressure point of your life. And I just feel like God's easing that soreness up. God's breaking those walls down. And I, 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 I just do that with me. You ready? On the count of, because I got some mountains, I got some walls that need to fall. How about you? You're up here because of that, right? It's out of alignment. Let's do this on the count of three. One. Come on now. One. Oh, some of y'all are already feeling it ha <laughs> brew. brew it God brew it God brew it brew the shout brew it brew it God brew the shout God Brew, brew it God wow! It it hasn't even been released yet, it's been released. What's God doing for those who are watching? He's applying pressure in His presence to break the pressure point right in the back. Come on somebody. You ready? Brew it God, brew it some of you aren't going to care it's one o'clock it ain't one o'clock but two twelve forty five so you ain't gonna care Whoa. on the count of three you're ready one i don't know about you but i'm drinking the wine right now it tastes really good Whoo. God says some of you are about ready to be so overwhelmed by his presence. Watch. Someone who's intoxicated sees things differently. God wants you intoxicated by his presence. He wants you intoxicated by his word. Drink his word. Drink his word. Drink his his presence right now. I see God being a barista right now. God's just being a barista. I will not say bartender, but he is a barista right now. And he's like, What y'all want? You want two shots of espresso? Woo! I'm lit. Come on. There must be something in the water. Come on, somebody. There must be some in the water. You some of you feeling that right now? Woo! God says, I'm pouring it right now. I'm pouring you a cup. I'm pouring you a cup. What drink do you want? I'm pouring it how many of you know if you're intoxicated you look at something different your reality is altered god is i saw a bible and the words on the page became liquid in the spirit right now and i see you guys drinking it I said, God, what in the world are you doing? He says, right now they are drinking the spirit and the word. And they're going to be so intoxicated that it's going to alter their reality. And from this point forward, even if it's one thing, you're going to see it differently. Who wants that? Come on. I don't want to be weird and I'm not trying to get ritual or anything. Go like this right now. Do this. Come on man, Jesus already made the toast. And this is just a metaphor, this is just, this is an example, an illustration, don't get weirded out, okay? So what I want you to do, raise your glass to heaven. Ah. Take a drink right now, just drink it in, just drink it in. God, Jesus, I poured you a drink. You want another? Just lift your cup up to heaven. Woo! Woo! Now just drink it. What about the shout? I don't know if we'll get to do it. It's just do it again. One more, like another cup. Get, just drink it.
3: Woo!
0: You're going to go and be like, there's something in the water. I remember one time getting so intoxicated by God. I looked at someone. I'm like, I'm drunk. And they're like, we know. I'm drunk. (laughs) I love that there's some of you ain't used to this, man good God says some of you aren't going to experience anything to change or something new until you're willing to embrace what's new in God that whole cup thing that was just a demonstration there's no power in your hand it's just what God's pouring out right now what does it look like to get so intoxicated that you do count it all a joy when you fall into diverse temptations for you aren't conforming to what the world says, you just intoxicated by the word. Some of you need to lift the cup up one more time. I got one more in me, Jesus. I just heard the Lord say, I don't know why, but I gotta say, Jesus will drink you under the table every time. He can hold it. He can contain it. He can he can hold his presence intake. We can't. We can't lift it up. I can. I got one more in me, buddy. Come here for a second. Come here for a second. You right there. Yes, you. Come
3: here.
0: <laughs> We're gonna shout. Come up here come up here stand right over here I'm going to do a demonstration well no you know what they're not going to see us just stand right there come over here stand right here watch this what I see God doing in the spirit right now what I see God do Ooh, you cat varian what I see God doing in the spirit right now I am not usually like
3: this. (laughs) Mm.
0: The Lord says some of you are going to get a good dose of joy because joy is the blessing that God is pouring out right now. those things that are out of rhythm are about ready to be unified watch this I don't know if you realize this or not but we look different that doesn't mean we can't be unified, right? can I tell you something? there might be things in your life that look different but that doesn't mean that it can't be unified with Christ but watch this if I stand behind my brother now work with me because it's a little hard to completely disappear. Okay, shouldn't have had the pancake, but anyways, if 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 I stand beside him, you can see both of us, both both of us slurring my speech. But if I can get if I get behind him, who do you see more of, him or me? Can I tell you something? I see Jesus just overwhelming the thing that you've been facing where all you see is Him. But I also saw this. You're not going to physically do it because I won't be able to. But I heard the Lord say this. When we release this shout, His presence is going to fall. The weight of His presence is going to come. Because how many of you know, just put your arms around me. I'm sweaty, but it's alright. Put them around me. Act like you love me. Oh. But anyways, watch. How many of you know that right here I'm good I can stand but if I got down there and I told him to jump on me told this guy to jump on me how many of you know that I'm going to break I'm falling right I'm not making fun of him I'm just saying right I'm gonna fall I'm going to break. a I don't going break got muscle B he's a little bigger than me you know what I'm saying I'm not trying to make fun of him I'm just trying to relate a point that I would fall under the pressure of this man right here. Let this man, woo, and I feel like the Lord says you do, represent his glory so well. But right now, let this man be a representation of the glory of God that's here. The weight of his presence, the weight of his presence that is here. When we release this shout, just visualize the weight of God's presence and glory falling on that pressure point in your life. See God breaking it. What happened once the wall broke? What was out of rhythm came into rhythm whenever Israel walked into the promised land. Well, part of the promised land. Part of the promise. Right? Visualize the white of God's glory coming and breaking the pressure point in your life. The thing that's off rhythm. The thing that's not dancing with God. And see what's out of rhythm coming into rhythm. Seeing what's out of alignment coming into alignment in Jesus' name. You ready? On the count of three, we're going to do this together and we'll see what happens. Ready? One. Remember, all you're going to see is Jesus. And what you need to visualize now is the glory of God falling on the wall. One. Just like it did for Joshua. Ready? Two. You're no different because God's no respecter of person. Ready? One, two, three, shout! Shout! Woo! Shout! 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 you know what I just heard the Lord say you just intoxicated the wall and it just fell over it just fell over now listen close your eyes if you can one more time say this with your heart say Jesus I receive everything that you have to offer me in this moment. Holy Spirit, reveal Christ in a way that I've never seen before. I give you permission, Holy Spirit, to stir me, to provoke me, to conceive something in me that motivates me to press in. And I thank you in advance for pouring out today and every day where I press in right now God I give it all and I ask you pour all of yourself out on it baptize it God immerse it God I want the image of this thing altered God I am your altar right now manifest your presence Jesus alter me alter me alter my perspective perspective mind you have the ability to capture to hear the word of the Lord mind you will be submitted retrained you have the ability to be retrained and you will be retrained To think like Christ. I refuse to allow Christ to be revealed just for my entertainment. Mind and body, you are called now. I am commanding you to receive the word of the Lord. Partner with the word of the Lord and be transformed because of the word. In Jesus name. I lift up the cup one more time. <laughs> and just sip that in right now. Just sip that. Because I saw in my spirit I was drinking the word right now. and It's just a metaphor. It's just an outward expression. This is what I want us to do. We're going to play something, I guess. And if you want a point of contact, I feel like the word was a prophetic word. I believe we prophesied. I love you. I'll prophesy when the Lord permits. But I.